So Joe Banner says if the Patriots trade up for Trey Lance, we could be looking at another run for Bill Belichick. He said, quote, that coach with that quarterback on a rookie contract for five years would be scary for anyone who isn't a Pats fan. So guys, what are the odds that the Patriots make a move for Lance and why would Patriot fans love him? Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, also affectionately known as Shades. It's Saturday night, and welcome to my final Saturday No Sources podcast, because starting next Saturday, Sarah will be on Saturday nights, and I can finally have a a night off from the podcast on the weekends. So I'm talking a little bit here about Trey Lance, and that came because Joe Banner said that he could absolutely see Bill Belichick making magic with the kid. And as a lot of y'all know, I've been a big fan of Trey Lance for a long time. I did a little bit of research for this one as well. Uh, I haven't done a research piece in a while where I start looking at what other people are saying and that kind of thing. So before I start, why don't I let you why don't I let you in on what the draft network says about Trey Lance's draft profile? And I'll tell you why I think he's a fit for the Patriots. And I'll tell you why he's my favorite quarterback going into this draft. It says Trey Lance has a line in the pistol, the gun, and has shown the ability to run the offense from under center. He plays the position with good athleticism as evidenced by his ability to get out of the pocket and extend plays with his legs. Even within the pocket, his mobility and footwork seem to have developed because he's a threat to move the chains with his legs. He needs to be accounted for in the zone read game. As a passer, he seems to be able to generate velocity on his own throws, which is critical for playing in the elements. He's also shown some touch and accuracy down the field on his deep throws. He needs to continue to develop the subtle nuances of the position to continue to maximize that natural talent as a passer. The ideal role is an eventual NFL starter. The scheme fit is a scheme uniquely designed to accentuate his ability as a passer as well as a runner. And it was the scheme fit that really gets me kind of excited for a guy like Trey Lance. First of all, I don't care what all the mock drafts are saying. I think that Justin Fields is going third overall. I don't see San Francisco trading up to the third overall pick to select Mac Jones. So I don't think Justin Fields is going to be an option for the Patriots after three. I think it's going to come down to Mac Jones and it's going to come down to Trey Lance, which means... The Patriots need to trade up to get a quarterback. And we'll talk a little bit about trading up in a minute, but let's talk about why I like the Trey Lance fit for New England. I like the fit because of the Cam Newton situation this year. Last year, it didn't work really well, but... I think that Josh McDaniels having the time to think about it. I think Bill Belichick having the time to think about it. We're going to see an offense more catered to Cam. Obviously, they brought in the tight ends. They brought in Kendrick Bourne. You got Aguilar to take the top off the field or off the defense. You've got Jacoby Myers, who's developing as a good young receiver. And I think that sitting for a year, which will be good for Lance, I don't see any reason to start Trey Lance during the 2021 season. Letting him sit behind Cam Newton, learning how to be a quarterback. I'm looking at the comments here. Working on his accuracy and all that kind of stuff. I think that he's going to be a strong NFL quarterback. And one thing that the New England Patriots do really well, granted, they didn't do this that well last year when it comes to Cam Newton. But one thing that they do really well is that they put players in a position to succeed based on their strength. 
which means the Patriots can align the offense in a way that fits the skill set of Trey Lance. And he's going to be a, trust me, he's going to be a kid that's a solid quarterback. I know a lot of people like Justin Fields. Y'all know I'm not a big fan of Justin Fields. I'm not a big fan of Justin Fields because I watched that kid. As the Ohio State quarterback, I'm an OSU fan. I w- and I, I kept saying to everybody, he's not his game is not going to translate into the NFL game. Not as well as everybody thinks. And I could be dead wrong. And I hope I am wrong. I always cheer for Ohio guys to succeed. Now, Chris Mason from Mass Live also touched upon this. And I just grabbed a, a couple of sentences what he said. And it's interesting because every quarterback that Bill Belichick has drafted in New England spent four years in college. He basically wants people to come in who has that level of polish. But Trey Lance's upside could make him an exception to that rule. Quarterbacks are expected to go in the top three spots with Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. He says perhaps Max Jones, but I think it's going to be Justin Fields. That make Lance the highest ceiling signal caller left. The 20-year-old North Dakota State product has only started 17 games against FCS competition. He's raw, but the tools are there. And while his limited experience would be a departure from Belichick's norm, Lance's decision-making would be very on board. In 2019, Lance accounted for 42 touchdowns, 28 passing, 14 rushing, and didn't throw a single interception, no matter the level of competition that requires smart football. And I agree with him 100%. You could turn around and say, Well, he wasn't in the Big Ten. He wasn't in the SEC. He wasn't in a, you know, he wasn't playing those big teams, but it doesn't matter who you play. What matters is, is that you make smart plays and he made a lot of smart plays. And the fact that he went the whole 2019 season without a turnover is absolutely phenomenal. And I don't think that it's something that we can dismiss. I think it's something that we're going to have to take into account when you're thinking of his rawness, when you're thinking of everything else. Okay. So he's going to be raw. That's fine. That's fine. Let him learn to be a quarterback. And while he's learning to be a quarterback, know that he's going to come in with a smart head. And Dave burglars, NFL draft guide, the athletic guru doesn't mince words. Taking Lance is a gamble. And it is. I'm not going to, but I think taking any quarterback, unless you're taking Trevor Lawrence first overall is a gamble. But burglar says overall Lance is an unprecedented evaluation and will require time as he adjusts to the speed and complexities of the NFL, but his physical traits, poise, and intelligence are a rare package for his age and meager experience. He should compete for NFL starting snaps during his rookie season. At number four overall with Josh McDaniels to maximize his potential, that'd be a gamble worth taking. Now, one thing I got to say, I got to say that I have said I don't want the Patriots to trade up unless the quarterback they want is there. The Patriots cannot take a quarterback for the sake of taking a quarterback. They have to take somebody who they want. I don't know if the Patriots want Trey Lance. We'll find out what is the next Thursday or the Thursday after two weeks, right? Not this Thursday, the Thursday after we'll find out on the 29th, whether or not the Patriots want Trey Lance, whether or not they're going to trade up to get him. He's a very interesting pick though. Because I think he's kind of getting overlooked by some people because of the gamble, because of the rawness, because he didn't play in 2020, because of the division he played in. So at this point, 
No idea if Belichick's going to trade up or not, but if he does, I hope it's for Trey Lance. I'll be ecstatic if it's for Trey Lance. And I've been on the Trey Lance. I've been on the Trey Lance train for a while now. And I guess the the one, I guess when you call it a gamble, the one thing we got to remember is Trey Lance is going to be bust or boom. And I know that kind of sounds stupid, but the truth of the matter is it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And I know you could say that about any prospect, but it's really, there's gonna I don't think there's going to be an in-between. Neither is Michael Middle, Middlehurst Schwartz of USA Today. And I read, I took a piece of an article he wrote, but it, it just, to me, it was exactly what I was thinking. Trey Lance could end up being a complete and total draft bust. And that'll just be another tick to the Bill Belichick can't draft crowd. You know, those added to the checklist. But if this kid comes through, he's going to be banging. So you might ask yourself if he's bust or bad, if he's bust or boom, you know, why risk going up at some point? You got to take a risk. My opinion. But Middlehurst Schwartz says projecting how quarterbacks will transition to the NFL regularly entails multiple leaps of faith, but whichever team selects Lance will have to sort through several unknowns. After proving prolific while compiling a 17-0 record during his time at the football championship subdivision level, the 6'4", 224-pound passer faces a steep learning curve at the next level as he'll be asked to make reads and timing throws that weren't demanded of him at North Dakota State's run-heavy offense. His accuracy, particularly deep, can also be erratic. Watch out, though, if he catches up to speed on those fronts. Lance could be a singular talent thanks to the uncommon blend of arm strength, running ability, savvy, and composure. Now listen. Listen. Maybe, just maybe, the Patriots see a long-term game a little bit different. But if you compare it to this season, this looks like a Patriots team that's going to be run heavy. It's going to live and die by the tight ends. And it's going to be Cam Newton and Damian Harris running the football. If we look forward to the 2022 season, wouldn't it be fair just to say it's they're going to live and die by the tight ends? And it's going to be Trey Lance. And Damian Harris running the football. And I think the fact that he could play behind Cam Newton would be absolutely phenomenal. And you know that Newton's going to give the kid the type of support that he needs. And I think that's what makes things that's what makes things even better. So what's the case for trading up for Lance? We know that Lance is about as polarizing a prospect as there's been in recent memory. You could argue that he's either the perfect quarterback prospect or a complete gamble. There's not much precedent for a prospect like Lance who has NFL-level physical tools and was an instant FCS starter. He led NDSU to a title as a freshman in 2019, looking amazing as he started 16 games in 2019, threw for 2,786 yards and rushed for another 1,100 yards, completing 66.9% of his passes and threw zero interceptions. But then COVID-19 threw everything into chaos, limiting the Bisons to one game after last fall where he looked mediocre behind center. Right now, it'd be a huge ass to throw Lance to the Wolves as a week one NFL starter, but if given the chance to operate within an NFL system and learn from a coaching staff and mentor, that risk could be diminished. That's just the sort of scenario the Patriots can provide, not just from a coaching staff perspective, but from a... Not from a, just a coaching staff perspective, but from a development perspective. You know what I'm saying? You can have Cam Newton there. You can have him going. So, I, I like him. I do. I really, really like him. 
How high will the Patriots have to go up? I think they're going to have to move. I see my fear would be Atlanta takes them because Atlanta's in a perfect scenario to take Trey Lance as well and let him sit behind Matt Ryan. And Dave Choate from Falcoholic, I had to read a Falcons-based website, and it irritated me, but he talked about Lance and how he'd be a good fit in Atlanta. He says, we've covered off why Lance might be intriguing to Atlanta in the past, but the long and short of it is, is that he is perhaps the most impressive toolkit in the class in terms of arm strength, athleticism, savvy, speed, and size. Lance would have the chance to learn and step into the starting job in 2022 or 2023. His ability in youth have him make his ability in youth would have him make him tempting for Atlanta if they have any intentions of snagging their quarterback of the future this year. But the Falcons remain the biggest wild card in the draft at the moment. And I've said that a thousand times. A thousand times. What Atlanta is going to do is going to be the biggest. It, it could throw the biggest wrench into the Patriots' plans. You know, I've always said that I I don't want to see, and I don't think the Patriots are going to make a trade until draft day. But if I'm Bill Belichick at this point in time, I don't know if I am worried about Trey Lance going in the top three. Because we know for sure in the top three, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, and then either Justin Fields or Mac Jones. And it's probably going to be Justin Fields. I've also heard some people say that the Jets may take Justin Fields at number two, so Zach Wilson goes number three to San Francisco. If that's the case, does Belichick want Atlanta to have time to think about this, or does he want to try to make a move now? Now, I don't think he will. I'm just speaking out loud if I was Belichick. But I really don't know if I want Atlanta to have a chance to think about it. It's just something I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Hey, man, I appreciate everybody who's in here live right now. I appreciate everybody who's watching the replay, and I appreciate everybody who's listening in on the podcast as we talk about Trey Lance. I am going to get to the live chat here in just a minute, but I got to take a quick break, and I got to tell you, about my friends over at Manscaped. Support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Fellas, when was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Now, let me tell you, taking care of my nether regions and making sure I'm getting a close shave always makes me nervous when you are not using the right products, especially when you're trying to use products designed for your face. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped and engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features cutting-edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents, and that is thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, Manscaped obsesses over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They also use the best ingredients in all of their formulations. And guys, when I tell you that trimming the bushes makes the tree stand taller, that's a little bit of an understatement. And guys, this is premium. And I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take that longer shave. And one of the coolest features that you have on this device, it illuminates areas for a closer shave and a more precise trimming. And they've also upgraded the motor to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And don't forget about the charging stand. Guys, I do it. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock and it is powered by USB. And if you are listening right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing 
product. And I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RayRoute at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with only the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RayRoute at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using the code RayRoute. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. Trim your junk with Manscaped. All right. Uh, I'm going to get into your guys' live chat here. I got caught reading up on just stupidity. And I lost a comment I actually wanted to address. <laughs> oh, man. I, I saw a question about Devontae Smith. That wasn't the one. But I'll I'll address that. I see no scenario that the Patriots can get Devontae Smith. A, they're not going to trade up for a wide receiver. That simple. If the Patriots are going to trade up, they're going to trade up for a quarterback. They're not going to trade. Look, I love Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is my favorite guy in the draft. The Patriots are not going to trade up for Kyle Pitts. They're not going to trade up for Devontae Smith. If Devontae Smith gets past Miami or Detroit or Carolina, I'd be, I'd be just shocked. If he gets past Dallas, he ain't going to fall to 15. I'll tell you that right now. He's not going to fall to 15, and the Patriots are not going to trade up to get him. Uh, Brazilio19 says, Trey Lance might be the next Patrick Mahomes. Whew. Those are big words. <laughs> Those are very, very big words. Um, Patrick Mahomes in the sense that like Patrick Mahomes was a guy, I guess if we're going to make the comparison, was a guy who was sort of overlooked in the draft as well. Obviously, Kansas City liked something about him. You got to figure Buffalo, if they knew what Patrick Mahomes was going to be, they wouldn't have traded with Kansas City. They would have taken Mahomes. I mean, they lucked out. They got they got Josh Allen and they got Tredavious White in that draft, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. But if you go back and you look at and Connor and I did this, uh, I want to say about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, we went back and we looked at all the pre-draft stuff about Patrick Mahomes. There would have been a lot of Patriot fans saying, don't take Mahomes. Like it was very negative. He was a gamble. I remember us reading that and laughing because they said he was a gamble. They had him as, you know, a possible starter. And we looked at this on PFF. We looked at this on the draft network. They weren't saying a lot of great things about Mahomes. And, but it was kind of similar when I say not great, it was kind of similar to Trey Lance. Like, Hey, this kid could become a stud or he could be a, a major gamble. Whether Trey Lance would come out and be that guy. I don't know. Probably not, but can he come out and be really, really good? Yeah. Yeah, he could be. Peter says Lance is a crapshoot or reach to draft in the first round. Just my opinion. And I can respect that opinion. But Trey Lance is going to go in the first round. Trey Lance is going to go in the first round. So at this point, whether he's a reach or not is probably not the, the attitude to take. It's whether or not you think he could be your quarterback of the future. It's whether or not you want to give up the capital. If you're the Patriots, of course, whether you want to give up the draft capital, it's going to cost to get up to him. Or if you're a team like the Atlanta Falcons, whether or not you want to use that draft capital you have to take Trey Lance. And I get what you're saying. Because he's a gamble, you'd hope that he'd fall. But they still have him on the on the list as one of the top five quarterbacks. I'm sure he's on a lot of teams' boards as a top five quarterback, so he's not going to fall out of the first. And this is actually a good follow-up here. And it says, love Mond. And I've said the whole time that I'm a, I'm a big Trey Lance guy. I'd love to see the Patriots take a shot at Lance. If they don't, though, Kellen Mond is a guy I would love to see the Patriots pick up as well. Again, another guy. He's got a monster arm. An absolute monster arm. And he can take care of it with his legs as well. And he's another guy who could sit for a year, 
learn behind Cam Newton. He's got a pretty high ceiling. I don't think his ceiling is as high as Trey Lance's ceiling is. I think their floor is the same, to be honest with you. I think it's two guys who need to develop. And the Patriots are in the perfect position to develop a young quarterback right now, which is crazy because after Brady left last March, the Patriots found themselves in quarterback purgatory. We were wondering if we were ever going to see the Patriots get out of it. And now we're kind of kicking back going like, well, yeah, yeah, they, they probably can. Because you have Cam Newton as the bridge quarterback. If we can all accept that, hey, even if this season doesn't go the way we hope it does, if the Patriots have their future on the bench, just let Cam Newton play. Let the young kid learn from adversity. Let him watch Cam struggle through adversity. Let Cam mentor him. And if things go well, even better, because now you're part of a winning organization. Regardless, the Patriots are in a perfect spot to take a Kellen Mond. And if I was going to, now I'm a Trey Lance guy, but if I was going to make the argument that the Patriots should pass on the top five and take Kellen Mond, it's actually an easy argument because you got a kid with a high ceiling, the same floor as Trey Lance as far as I'm concerned. And, and I guess it's fair to say that everybody has the same floor coming out of the draft. But a high ceiling, probably not as high as a few of those guys in the top, but he's got a high ceiling. And he's only going to cost you a second round pick. Now, I don't know if he's going to fall to the Patriots in the second round. See, Atlanta is a wild card everywhere. If they don't take a quarterback in the first round, would they be tempted to take Kellen Mond in the second round? Could a team like Tampa Bay with the 32nd overall pick, which is basically a second round pick in my eyes, would they maybe reach and take a quarterback of their choice, one of the bottom tiers? Because they're not going to get one of the second tier guys with the last pick of the second round. So could Tampa Bay maybe say, you know what, we got Brady for three more years, maybe four? Realistically, two to three, probably. Why not take a Kellen Mond or a Kyle Trask with the 32nd overall? They're reaching, but they're in a position that they're kind of fine. They kept the, the Super Bowl core together. They can add guys in the later rounds to help the team. I think right now the only guy who's not back is Antonio Brown, so they're really in a good spot to get things done. So, you know, for the Patriots, if they want Kellen Mond, I think they're going to have to trade up in the second round. I don't think they can wait till what are they, 46 overall? But if they do wait, if they do decide they are going to get Mond, you got the first round. You got lots you can do in the first round. You can take somebody, a defensive player like Parsons. With the 15th, you can trade down. You can trade right out of the first if you want because you should get a lot of deep capital. Plus draft capital next year if you get if you trade out of the first. I preferably don't want the Patriots to do that, but there's a lot of options for them. Sometime this week, we had talked about the Patriots' best option. Of, is the Patriots' best option to trade up, trade down, stay where they are, trade for next year, trade the number 15 overall pick for a first-round pick for next year and have two first-round picks, see who's coming out of the quarterback class in 2022. I hope they don't do that. I don't even know if I'm going to be alive in 2022. I'm pretty certain I'm going to be alive in two weeks. So I want to see it happen then. And this was a very long winded way of me saying, I like Kellen Mond. Snap time says, can Trey Lance improvise well during a scramble drill? Because if he can, he might actually be the next Mahomes. The one knock that I see on Lance is he was not asked to improvise much. They didn't ask him to do much. Now, out of the scramble, I honestly, I'd have to go look at a little bit more tape. But, and when I say tape, I mean highlights. You guys know I don't watch film. That's Lawrence's thing. From every different angle, I don't care about that. I like to just watch and be like, yeah, I like what I see. I don't like what I see. I'm not a football expert. Don't pretend to be. I have no idea why you guys listen to me. But... <laughs> But um, that's the one knock I've read a lot about with Kelamon from people who are much smarter than I am in football. And the one knock that is on him a lot is that he does, he wasn't asked to improvise a lot. 
They had such a strong run game. A lot of designed run plays. Maybe similar to the Patriots offense last year. I don't know. But we'd have to see. We'd have to see. Okay. Josh says, Mond is the next Dak. Because Dak was a third-round pick or a second. Can't remember. I think Dak was a fourth-round pick, to be honest with you. I could be wrong. Let me look. I've always said he was a fourth-round pick, but he was. He was picked in the fourth round, 135th overall. The Cowboys, eh? Tony Romo, undrafted free agent. They go on to Dak Prescott. Well, who really brought him, what, to the playoffs a couple times? Have they won a playoff game with Dak? I can't remember. But, um, yeah, so Dak was a fourth rounder that I think, I don't know if he exceeded expectations. You can get guys in the late rounds. I mean, Garoppolo was a, Garoppolo was actually probably a reach where the Patriots took him in the second round. You know, guys fall. Delusional Patriots fan, Lance made some questionable throws. Every quarterback makes some questionable throws from time to time. Harold says, we want Waddle, not Devontae Smith. Waddle's an interesting one. Because he got overshadowed a little bit by Smith in Alabama. Dealt with some injury stuff, which kind of cast a shadow on him as well. We've heard, uh, I don't know if it's still the case, but we've heard a lot that a lot of people, at least a couple months ago, but I haven't really focused on Waddle because... I don't know. We've been talking about quarterbacks, basically. But I want to say a month ago or so, Waddle was projected to be, or not projected, but a lot of those draft analysts were saying that he could fall to number 15 with the Patriots. So if he's there, I mean, if he's there, he's, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's definitely an option for him. Man, you guys are talking a lot tonight. Uh, a collection of cell says, I have all faith that Jason Light will be uh, will do a good job in the upcoming draft because to name a few of his late round picks, that was uh, a workout, CG Scott, Scott Miller, Antonio Whitfield, uh, Jason knows how to draft. so and I'm wondering if that is uh, I don't know hold on just one second here what the hell is going on what the hell is going on Jason what come on the whole freaking thing is there we go. Sorry, guys. My computer just like went. There we go. Now, when you talk about having faith, do me a favor. Can you guys hear me? Can you just tell me if you can hear me or not. My whole, I don't know what the hell just happened. I'm good. Okay. Thank you. Um, when you talk about having faith, would you put it past him? I wish you were on right now because I'd ask you this question. Would you put it past him to take a quarterback in the first round to sit behind Brady? Or do you think they can wait till next year to get Tom or to, to replace Brady? Jimmy G was looked at as a huge reach. I said reach. You say huge reach. We all say reach, right? <laughs> we all say reach. Uh, okay. We don't have a one-two punch. Najee Harris at 21, move up in the second. So you want to see, uh, we have to have two Harrises? 
just like I get confused enough in real life. Like I get confused enough just just trying to use my computer. And you want me to try to think of two Harrises? I'll be confused all the time. Uh, I don't know if, if what the Patriots will do with Najee Harris. They still have Sony Michelle. And I know that Sony Michelle is a contentious issue for people. But the offense isn't going to run through Sony Michelle. It's going to run through Damian Harris. We got to see. Kendrick Bourne will be running in the slot this season. Jason, you could be right. Lawrence did his film room the other day, or a couple weeks ago now, and believes that he's going to be the Julian Edelman's real replacement. That's what he said. He plays a lot like Julian Edelman, runs a lot of the same routes as Edelman, fights like Edelman, has footwork like Edelman. As we all talk about the Edelman replacement, uh, Lawrence says that we have it in Kendrick Bourne. What I like to see the Patriots do, if that's the case, and I trust Lawrence when he says that. First of all, Lawrence is unbiased. He's not even a he's not a Patriots fan. He's a Colts fan, so he really comes in objectively. And when he does those film rooms, I mean, he just talks about what he sees. If he sees a lot of Edelman in Kendrick Bourne and believes that he could play like that, I wanted I want someone who can take. I want a stretch guy. I know we got Nelson Aguilar. <sighs> I'm not as down on, on Nelson Aguilar as some Patriot fans, but I'm not as high on him as others. If we could get a real knockout 1-2 at receiver, I'd be absolutely, I'd be absolutely blown away. Uh, this guy, uh, Jake Han- Handelsley, is obsessed with Najee Harris, is all he's been talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, people like people in the draft. All I talked about in 2017 was, or 2018 was Lamar Jackson. That's all I talked about on, on my streams was Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Sony is okay. Sony's slander is unacceptable. Here's my thing about Sony Michelle, okay? First of all, no so Jason said it, no Sony Michelle, no sixth ring. I'll start with that. The biggest pieces though is that this offense isn't going to run through Sony Michelle. This run game. This run game is going to run through Damian Harris. My issue with Sony Michelle and Damian Harris is they both showed an inability to stay healthy. So I think adding another running back, I don't even think we need a one, two punch. We need a one, two, three punch for the sense of we need people to be able to be there to back it up. It's why I still think at some point Rex Burkhead will be a Patriot again. Soon as they know he's healthy, soon as they know he's healthy, and then Sony's probably done after this year. There's no way they're going to exercise his fifth round, his fifth year option for 2022. So maybe they resign him. Who knows? I just think that I don't know if Belichick would use another first round pick on another running back when you can possibly get your future linebacker, which you're going to have to address. They're going to have to address that linebacking core at some point. They're going to have to address defensive tackle. What do you do with Isaiah Wynn? You're not going to exercise his fifth-year option. Trent Brown's a free agent next year. I mean, there's offensive linemen available. So, yeah. Uh, light shadow says, if we're not getting a quarterback in the uh, first few rounds, give me a cornerback or an offensive tackle positions of need can't be ignored. And if we ignore these positions, are we going to be sorry in a year or two? That's kind of what I was just saying. So I think we're on the same page. That's why I'm saying not a running back. And I, I know you're saying corner cornerback and offensive tackle, and I'm throwing linebacker in there as well, because high towers, maybe a year or two left. He's already contemplating retirement. I don't like Jawan Bentley on his own as, as the Mike 
So I'd really like them to get a Mike linebacker. You could pick him up next. You could get one next year. At some point, though, yeah, you're going to have to address all those things. And and not even just cornerback. I mean, even safety. Yeah, if, if Devin McCourty retires, you could possibly drop Jalen Mills back there. But that whole secondary, you know, Stephon Gilmore at some point is going to have to get paid. Devin McCourty is going to retire. You know, how much is J.C. Jackson going to demand next year? There's a lot of questions surrounding that, that secondary. You're absolutely right. And the offensive line's the same. You know, on Wienu, it, he's a guard. I'm sure we'd rather see him at guard, right? Maybe I'm wrong. We don't want to move him back to tackle. And the fact that Isaiah Wynn's going to be free agent, Trent Brown's going to be free agent, yeah, they got to address it. I need to take another quick break here, guys. I'll be right back here from our partners over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Support for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by our partners over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Now, guys, what makes the Rocky Mountain Barber Company different? They take great pride in crafting products that include natural ingredients and natural materials whenever possible. Their frequent production run means that you get a fresher product with fresher ingredients every single time. How about freebies with every order? They include free product samples or razor blades with every item that you order. You choose what you want at checkout. You get rewarded, earn points on every dollar you spend and redeem them on exclusive rewards and perks and save 5% off every order by visiting RockyMountainBarber.com and use the code RayRoute and get small batch products made with natural ingredients and save 5% using the code RayRoute, that's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H at RockyMountainBarber.com. It's time for us all to get back into shape, but the gyms are closed again and commercial weights are too expensive. Guys, don't pump iron, pump concrete. Iron Triangle Concrete Weights are handmade and only a dollar a pound. Visit their Instagram page over at Iron Triangle Concrete Weights or email an order to irontriangle2021 at gmail.com and squash that COVID-15. Hey, tell them Dear Pats Nation sent you and you'll save yourself 10% off your order. Stop pumping iron and visit Iron Triangle Concrete Weights. Taylor says, uh, uh, anyway, we got Burkhead. We need Burkhead back. Yeah, I'm a big fan of bringing Rex Burkhead back to the Patriots. I really am. I, You know, there was a, a point last year where the offense was just getting sparked by Burkhead. And I think the fact that he has that chemistry with Cam Newton will be important too. Look, Belichick reloaded the offense, but... It's going to take time, and I know he's working hard with them, but it's going to take time for Cam to build that chemistry. His favorite receiver was Julian Edelman last year before he got hurt, and he's gone now. So bringing back somebody familiar like Rex, like like Burkhead will be important for the Patriots. And I think that it would be, uh, you know, so again, but I think it's all going to come down to, I've heard that he may not be ready for week one. So I'm wondering if the Patriots just wait a little bit, wait to see what they do in the draft and try to sign him late. Uh, especially because he's got to pass a physical and all that kind of stuff. So we may see a late signing of Burkhead. The good thing is, is Burkhead is so familiar with this team. He always going to have to do is get himself into into football shape, and then he'll be back in, in productive in no time. So, yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, my Patriots update says Harris plus Harris, the Harris show. I would love to see it, but it seems unlikely, and we don't need it. And I think that's the thing. Look, Harris... Najee Harris is, is phenomenal. And the com- the one-two combination punch between him and Damian Harris would be phenomenal. And then you add Sony Michelle in as the third running back, because Sony Michelle is going to be the, a running back on the Patriots this year. You have him as the third running back, and then you got James White as the third down run back. I mean, that's a one, two, three, four punch is amazing. But I agree, we don't need it. That would be like a luxury pick. And the Patriots, unfortunately. They're not, unless they were really going for it this year, are not in the position to make a luxury pick. They still have to look at the future. And Bill Belichick, I don't even remember him ever having a luxury pick where he just took a guy because he wanted to really boost the position even further than it was. The run game's pretty solidified. You can bring back Burkhead. Who knows what role you know, Brandon Bolden has, whether he even makes a team this year. We know he goes into for special teams. Did okay in 2019 when they were dealing with a bunch of injuries. Truthfully, if I'm going to be honest with you guys, I think that the Patriots, Josh McDaniels, and Cam Newton especially, need to do a much better job of getting James White involved in the game plan this year. It's my thing. 
I think they really, really need to. He, he just, he wasn't used enough. He wasn't just wasn't used enough. McChicken says Burkhead would be great if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. Peak says Lance or Fields. I just don't want Jones. It's really funny because I don't know if I got wrapped up in the media or wrapped up in the Tom Brady comparisons or just wrapped up in the fact that he was a pocket quarterback. And when you think of the new England Patriots, you think of a pocket quarterback, but I used to be so high on Mac Jones. And just as like the weeks went by, continued to do my research, watched film rooms, didn't watch film. I watched film rooms because I wanted guys who knew how to break down film to break it down for me. I became like the biggest Trey Lance fan. And then after I spent weeks, weeks saying bad things about Justin Fields today, saying I don't trust him to convert into the NFL. My feelings have gotten a little bit better on Justin Fields. Now, I don't know, too. See, here's the thing. I also know I'm starting to get wrapped up into draft time. Like, talking about the draft in February and March is very different than talking about it April 17th. You know, and and talking about it April 17th is different than talking about it April 1st. And when we're talking about it April 25th and April 28th, the day before the draft, I'm going to be even more wrapped up into it. By the end of it, I'm going to have Kellen Mond going second overall. That's a joke, obviously. And I know there's people right now who are watching the replay in the comments going, oh, look how stupid Ray is. Kellen Mond's not going in the second overall. I know he's not. It's a joke. Relax. Take it easy. Have some fun, people. But yeah, and and so I take everything I say with a grain of salt, too. As I like to tell you guys, I'm just a stupid fan. I am not an expert by any means. I'm a dumb fan. Just I'm probably dumber than most of you. I just, for whatever reason, I have the platform and I get to talk about the Patriots. But yeah, I'm really getting into that, that space now. I'm just excited for the draft. Like I am just so excited for the draft that every possible draft pick looks good to me at this moment. Tia, what's going on? Says with JC tendered, I wouldn't be shocked to see Gilmore for the 31st to KC and Bill taking the best available player at 15 and then picking a quarterback at 31. Since Arian said Bucks will take a quarterback if the right one is there. And that goes back to me saying I would not be surprised at all if Tampa Bay took a quarterback with the 32nd overall that being said kansas city cannot afford stefan gilmore unless he's willing to go in for the peanuts he's going to be paid this year i still think he's got a pretty hefty i think he still has like a 15 million dollar cap hit so i don't think kansas city could take him even if they wanted to make that move Uh, and that would solidify their their secondary which is still a pretty good secondary to begin with I don't see it happening for that very reason. And at this point, I'm really hoping that the Patriots don't trade Gilmore. I don't necessarily trust, and I talked about this uh, last night, I don't necessarily 100% trust J.C. Jackson, at least yet, as the number one cornerback on the team. Maybe after this year, I'll have a different opinion on it. I think he's taken massive leaps every year. So he could be the number one this year. He could have taken another leap to get to the number one. I hope that J.C. Jackson is a, a Patriot for a long time. I'm not a guy, like, when the Patriots lost Malcolm Butler, I kind of shrugged my shoulders. That could also be because 2017, he had a terrible year. He still should have played in the Super Bowl. He... I don't know how much of a difference it would have made. I don't know if the Patriots win if he's in there, but he would have had a better chance in him not being in there. But 2017, don't let Super Bowl 49 fool anybody. 2017 was a terrible year for Malcolm Butler. And Tennessee overpaid. And they got hurt for it. And then he got released. So where was I going with this? Oh, but with JC Jackson, he's a guy that I want long-term on the Patriots. So when I say, I don't know if he can step into that number one role yet, I should end it with yet. 
It's always yet. Maybe he never does. And maybe my, my, my hopes get set so high and he lets me down the same way. Lots of young Patriots have done that. But for the 2021 season, I think that the Patriots should go with Stephon Gilmore, go with JC Jackson. You got that one, two punch. You got Jalen Mills who can play the Jason McCourty role and the Patrick Chung role. I want to see what they do with Kyle Duggar. Now I know there's people who saying he can't cover tight ends, so that's why he won't go into the strong uh, to the strong safety role. I'd like to see him go at it. I want to see what they do with Juwan Williams. I think that he could have an opportunity to do something, especially with all the talent around him. I think Williams for sure has to take that massive leap this year or he's done. Duggar needs to take a step this year and then make the leap next year. And then you got that other kid. What's his name? Phillips? Is Phillips still on the team? We'll have to see. Running back depth is a need, so I get that, but we don't need a running back from the first two rounds. Get a dude in the third or fourth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we have other positional needs. A, we need quarter... We A quarterback and future quarterback is probably the first on the list. But if we're just looking at needs, the secondary, in my opinion, is more important than the running back core. The linebacking position is more important than the the running back core. The offensive line is more important. I'd almost say wide receiver is more important. And I'm going to say something that some of you may not agree with, but to me, running backs are a dime a dozen. Unless you have like a Dalvin Cooks, who's just an absolutely, you know, trans, uh, just a player who takes over the league. Man. It's, yeah. Adrian Phillips plays more linebacker. Dude is tough. Yeah, he is. Very versatile. Very versatile. That's why I like him. That's why I like him. And I, I like versatile players. And I was just, someone else was just reading something to, or just sent something to a uh, snap time said he's under contract next year in a UFA in 2022. So we know we got him in 2021. Adrian Phillips was one of those players that really surprised me last year and just, and you know, he's about, you know, he's a Belichick guy to be as versatile as he is. BB isn't so desperate enough to trade a a boatload of future picks to move up and get a quarterback like San Fran did. BB is too smart for that. My bet is he'll draft a defensive player in the 15 spot or draft down. I want to argue with you. I really do. I want to say, no, they're going to trade up. They're going to get a quarterback. I want, like, I want to make that argument. I want to make that argument because we don't get that as Patriot fans. I know what you're thinking, but wouldn't you just be thrilled if we, you know, we're on drafting. We hear Roger Goodell say the new England Patriots have, or the Atlanta Falcons have made a trade with the new England Patriots, new England Patriots moved up to number four. I want that to happen. Ah, From a realistic standpoint, you're dead on. And trading down is probably more like it. I don't want him to trade out. God, do I not want him to trade out. And I can't, if if he trades out, I'm not going live for the draft ever again. I'm just, I'm putting that warning out there right now. I am not live streaming during the draft if he trades out because I cannot sit here Again, and watch an entire draft without watching the or entire first round without the Patriots taking a pick, making a pick. Now, not many of the experts are saying he's going to trade out. A lot of Patriot fans have said that. I don't think he will. But no, I I agree with you. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly.
Uh, who would you rather want? Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones? I'm a Trey Lance guy. I would like Trey Lance. I've been consistent on that for a few weeks now. Believe it or not, based on everything I've said, you guys might be surprised, but my order goes in that exact order. If we can't get Trey Lance, then Justin, then Justin Fields, then Mac Jones. If, if, if they do that. Uh, Mon should never be a first-round pick. No. Somebody saying they are? Ray, I'm pretty certain I'm going to be alive in two weeks. God, so you have challenged me. <laughs> no, uh, no challenge here. I said I'm pretty sure. I didn't guarantee anything. T says, I think he takes a wide receiver because the quarterback frenzy will push some elite talent down. If Waddle is there sitting at 15, I mean, oh gosh, do I hope he does that. Gosh, do I hope he does that. Man. Man, man, man. Uh, what about Mond, Ray? I like Kellen Mond. Kellamon's a second rounder. If Belichick picked him in the first round, oh, I sell a T-shirt that says Bill Belichick Fanboy Club. I hosted a podcast for Sportscaster that called Connor and I Bill Belichick Fanboys. I defend everything that Bill Belichick does. I've gone to verbal war. Man, I could not defend Kellen Mond in the first round. Ray, non-draft question. Thank God. I just keep seeing names floating around and I'm like, oh, people are going to want my opinion on players and I have no idea who they are or what they do. Uh, Ray, non-quarter or non-draft question. Uh, what do you think is more likely? Brady wins another Super Bowl or BB breaks Shula's record for the most wins as a head coach? Ooh, both very difficult tasks for either man to accomplish. I'll say that first. A, because I... What's it going to, how many more years is it going to be for, for Belichick? I just keep trying to wonder when he's going to retire. Uh, one second here. This is when I need Connor talking so that I can uh, look at, at, look at things. There we go. So Shula is 347. Belichick is 304. So 16, 32, oh, 17 games now. So three, oh, you know, for real, I'm going to say Brady winning a Super Bowl right now, right now. I'm going to say that. And I think that it's, uh, I know it's tough to win back-to-back -back Super Bowls, but it's tough to win seven Super Bowls too. And that Tampa Bay team is so good. And 374 is so far away from 304. I don't know if Belichick's going to be around long enough. I'm going to have to uh I'm going to have to go with with Brady winning another Super Bowl. I hope that's not unpopular, but um yeah. Yeah, it says uh, that's a tough one, but Brady getting eight because uh, he can literally do it that this year. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm sitting too. That's exactly where I'm sitting too. <sighs> if you were drafting, who would you get with the first and second round picks? Well, in the first round, I take either Mika Parsons, Micah Parsons, or Micha Parsons. One of those three. And in the second round, I would take Kellamond. If I just like if they're just picking where they were, those would be my two picks. Those are those would be my my guys. 
And uh, I'd actually rather Parsons and the Patriots trade up this year. I'm a big Parsons fan. I'm a big, big Parsons fan. So, uh, and, and, and I, I love defense. And Dante Hightower is my favorite player. And I so desperately want them to find his replacement before he goes so that he can come in and figure things out. You guys are internet fans. Don't know the game. I've said that like eight, like at least four times this show. I'm not sure if you're talking to me or, or other people, but like, I've literally said that four times. I basically said you guys were all smarter than me. So, um, I do know the game though. I do know the game. I played the game. Come on. I was, I was a left guard. I went, I went high, not NFL high, but I went high. I was just too small, too slow, under talented, not strong enough. Got beat up in college. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, I've said it a million times. Of course you are. All right. You're all smaller than me. You're all smarter than me. <sighs> I was going to end the show, but I don't want to make it look like I'm mad. So I'll do another question here. Skip Bayless. If I were in Belichick's shoes, I'm willing to trade away all my 2021 draft picks to bring back Thomas Edward Patrick Brady from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Welcome back to the show, uh, Skip Bayless. I love you. I love people who stick with the bit. <clears throat> Ray, would you be willing to give up uh, two, three first-round picks if the Packers were willing to give up Rodgers? This year, not next year. And there's a lot of people that have said the Patriots could try to pull it off next year. I'd be okay doing it this year because you got at least three or four good years of Aaron Rodgers left. I wouldn't do it next year because then I'm starting to worry about that cliff a little bit. You lose another year. I would do it this year though. hundred percent. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron Rodgers. Come on. I don't think it's going to happen. But he's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, when I started answering questions without answering questions, I just like, this is when you know it's over. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you who came in here. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock with my boy Lawrence Owen to do Patriots Outsider. We hope that you will all come in and have fun and appreciate it. This was the No Sources Podcast, my final Saturday no Sources podcast for hopefully a long, long time next Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It will be my girl, Sarah, who's going to be starting her new show, which I was going to tell you guys the name, but I think she's trying to keep it a surprise. So you'll find out Tuesday when she does her premiere show and uh, give me some time off for the uh, off the, the channel as I try to build a network with a YouTube channel. It is what it is. It's your boy Ray here. Thanks for tuning in to the No Sources podcast. I'll be back tomorrow. Take care. The Patriots are going to be legit, kid. We want to thank all of our Dear Pets Nation Loyalty Club members over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. For only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content that we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We don't have any tiers. We don't charge you for different levels of access. We have one tier at one cost, five bucks. You'll get five webcasts a week and you can participate in our Patreon exclusive live stream every second Friday. You can hang in the chat. You can join Connor and I on the screen and have a voice-to-voice -voice conversation with us and other Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members. But in order to get the content, you have to join the club. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Sports. If you'd like to check it out, we have left the link to the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you are listening or watching. And guys, there are many different ways that you can support Dear Pats Nation, but the only way that you can do that in style is by visiting the Dear Pats Nation merch shop over at teespring.com slash stores slash DPN. And when you're there, get your hands on the newest DPN apparel 
t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, whatever you want. Get it all at our merch store at teesprings.com slash store slash DPN. For your convenience, we've left a link to our merch store in the description or wherever you're listening or watching this show. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And-